Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. They haven't won a World Series in a century or so. So what? They're here. Every April, they're here. The 105 or 705, there is a game. If it gets rained out, guess what? They make it up to you. Does anyone else in your life do that? It's time for Hit and Run. Don't try to strike everybody out. Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascists. Throw some ground balls. More democratic. Cubs and White Sox conversation every Sunday morning till Cubs first pitch. Any bet against my Sox this series is a sucker bet. Of course, I'm not a gambling man. Hosted by Matt Spiegel. I want the absolute truth here. Are you 100%? Yeah, what about something like that? You better. You want to make this team. Connecting with you, the baseball fanatic. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. Hit and run on Sports Radio 670 The Score. 670 The Score.com and the Radio.com app. Good morning, folks. We have two weeks left of the baseball season. Here we go. It is not the end. It is not the dying gasp. It is the beginning right now. Really? Friday was the beginning of the crucial final stretch for the Chicago Cubs as they try to win the National League Central. Yes, this is the context with which I start the conversation this morning. Hope all are well. We're going to have some good fun today. On Hit and Run, we are live. Hello, is this on? I know, I know, it's a football Sunday for you. Yeah, but that's not till way later. The Bears play at 3.15 out there in Denver. We are going to have, who was that? Was that Grody? How dare you? Of course it was Grody. Uh, How dare you? You know what? Ask Grody what was the most important moment of his life. It's when he won a World Series ring, sir. When he was out there. Remember he made that play at third base? and was falling to the ground and then made that great throw. That was Mark Grody, and that's why he got a ring. There will be a Bears pregame, the Ameristar pregame show, at 12.30 today on the stream. On the stream, because I am here, baby, baby. I am here until Cubs pregame at 12.45. We are going to talk some baseball between now and then. Layla Rahimi is on with me right here in studio at 10 o'clock. Layla has been hosting on Comcast, Sportsnet, NBC Sports Chicago is really what it's called, as you know. She's been hosting their baseball show. Very often she gets to sit there with Doug Glanville and talk Cubs and Ozzie Gann and talk White Sox. Sometimes it's Scott Pitsednik. Sometimes it's been Brian Anderson. It's been a wide array of local baseball luminaries that Layla has talked about, both the Cubs and Sox, all year long. We will talk with her. She is well-versed in things all around MLB, having previously in her career, by the way, been a sideline reporter for the San Diego Padres down in Houston for some Astros. And she's got uh, National League East roots in, uh, in Philly 
as well. So lots of baseball we can discuss with Layla and looking forward to that very much at 10 o'clock. Before that, uh, hopefully, assuming all goes well and as planned, Hall of Famer Bernie Williams is going to join us on his way um, out of town. As he is leaving, he was here all weekend long. There was a charity walk that Bernie was involved in yesterday. There was a gig on Friday night for Bernie Williams' birthday where he played guitar. And I was fortunate enough to throw together a band for him and play with him for a couple hours. And Bernie Williams is a gem of a guy. So we will talk about um, being a bandmate, being a teammate, and uh, a few other things with Bernie as we get there. You know what's interesting about that? Well, I'll tell you. We'll get there. Okay, studs, remind me. Uh, you know, uh, for you know anybody, imagine if you will that you played in as many postseason games as Bernie Williams. He had twenty-two postseason home runs. He remembers the losses way more than he remembers the wins. And the specific loss that he can't get out of his mind is one that makes all the sense in the world when you think about it. I feel like I know which one it's. It is. What is? What is it? I'm trying to remember if he was on the Yankees still though. The 2004. ALCS, is that where we're going? That's the second of the That's two the second? that he brought up. Wow. There was something more soul-crushing to him than the Red Sox winning four in a row to come back in the 2004 a- ALCS. Go three years earlier. Luis Gonzalez fisting a, 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 a Mariano Rivera cutter through a drawn-in infield into shallow left center. And his words to me the other night when we were discussing that is like, oh, man, that kills me. I had to go pick up that ball. It was right in front of me. I hadn't thought about that. I can understand. Yeah, because that's a World Series. It's game seven of the World Series. So I went back and watched the highlight at the end of the night. And there's Bernie coming into like, oh, yeah, I guess I'll scoop up the ball. It's uh, a winning run just scored. And, uh, you know, it's in center field here. But he had to pick it up just in case there's a play at the plate. There was no play at the plate. And then they show the Diamondbacks celebrating. And the last Yankee you can see running off the field is Bernie Williams. That is pretty depressing. Right? I can understand that. And he won. He won. What they win? Nine titles? I don't know what the hell they won. They won a lot. With Bernie, I think they, they had to win at least four. Four? Yeah. At least four, I think, in 15 years. Anyway, just interesting. The losses are what he remembers. Um, probably some of the wins, too. <laughs> but that's not why you called, okay? This is why you called, Chicago baseball fan. You called because... The Cubs are three games back of the wild card. I don't know what you were thinking was the appropriate rooting interest going into this weekend as the Brewers and the Cardinals play a three-gamer in St. Louis. I knew what I wanted. I argued with Bruce Levine yesterday on Inside the Clubhouse about what what you want to happen because Bruce was saying, no, you know, the division, it's it's a long shot at this point. It's a long shot. So go ahead and root for the Cardinals to sweep the Brewers, to put lots of space between you and the Brewers. Okay, first of all, and then Joe Madden was asked about this yesterday. I love Joe. Did you hear Joe pregame yesterday? He said he didn't realize that the Brewers and the Cardinals were playing. I don't buy it. I don't buy it, Joe. Does anybody buy that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He'd have no reason to lie. Maybe, you know, maybe he's not. Focusing on the task at hand. That's the right thing to do in a lot of ways right now because you can't control that. But look, if they decide, if they decide they don't want to pay attention, 
fine. If they decide they don't want to admit that they're paying attention, fine. You don't have to do that. You, nor I, or anybody has to do that. We all know how beneficial it would be for the Cubs to win the division as opposed to getting in a one-game playoff. So, three games back in the division right now with 15 days to go. 14 games. They can absolutely do it. So, the rooting interest, as declared by me yesterday, as continued to be felt by me today, is that you want the Cardinals to take two out of three from the Brewers. That's what I decided. Because that way, while the Cubs win their whole series against Pittsburgh, of course. Uh, and by the way, Texter's saying, Matt, Bernie Williams isn't a Hall of Famer. I think you just said he is. I think you're right. He's not a Hall of Famer. But he really, you know what, I kind of think he should be. I guess he's a Hall of Famer in my heart. And it's a pretty tremendous career. And you could make a case for it. But anyway, he's not. Good point. Thank you. So you want the Cubs to sweep the Pirates, and then you want the Cardinals, in my mind, to take two out of three. You get two games between yourself and the Brewers in the wild card, and you pick up a game on the Cardinals. So go Cubs today and go Cardinals today. That way you enter the final two weeks, two games up on the Brewers and others in the wild card race. Although I don't even think you're going to end up uh, just two games up on on anybody in in the wild card, other than the Brewers. If the Cardinals win today, we have a lot to follow. We have a lot to pay attention to, and that's fun. Right now, because the Cubs are one game up on the Brewers, three games up on the Mets, three and a half up on the Phillies, four and a half up on the D-backs. So, look, if you get a Cards win today over the Brewers and the Cubs finish their business with Pittsburgh, then you enter the final two weeks, three games back in the division. And two games up on the Brewers in the wild card. And that would be ideal. Hell, if the Cardinals lose today and you enter the final two weeks, one game up on the Brewers and two games back of the Cardinals for the division, that would be fine too. Would absolutely be fine. Because win the division. Win the division. The 2009 Twins, one week into September, were seven games back of the Tigers. They caught them. They won a one-gamer. The 1995 Mariners, seven and a half games back of the Angels at the start of September. They caught them. The 1978 Yankees, six and a half back in September to the Red Sox. They caught them. The 1964 Cardinals, Gene Mock's Phillies, were seven and a half games up to start the month. Gene Mock, who uh, later would preside over the Angels as they blew a series lead to the Red Sox in 1986. But Gene Mock at the time, in 64, his Phillies collapsed, and the Cardinals made a massive charge and caught them in 1964. In 1951, the New York Giants... We're seven games back of the Brooklyn Dodgers at the beginning of the month. Seven games back. They caught them. Bobby Thompson hit a home run. The Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. And most recently, how about the 2011 Tampa Bay Rays? 
Oh, it's smart to go there, isn't it, folks? It's smart to go there last and talk about that one last. Because Joe Madden's 2011 Tampa Bay Rays were nine games back of Theo Epstein's Boston Red Sox at the beginning of the month. And that month changed the fates of a lot of people and a lot of teams. The Red Sox, with a full-on collapse, perhaps the greatest night in baseball history where you had all these one-game outcomes of consequence, the final game of that regular season in 2011. And who's the, uh, who's the Ray who hit the home run, who ended up on the White Sox a couple years later? Is it Dan Wilson? Is that the name? Help me out. It's the catcher. I think it's Dan Wilson. Uh, Barry Rosner and I used to talk about how he was the guy. He was the guy who brought Joe Madden and Theo Epstein to, uh, to, to the Cubs. 2011 Rays. I mean, Longoria hit a huge home run. We know that. But there was a big, big late-night homer from Tampa. Can't believe the name escapes me. Embarrassing. And here's the thing. At the end of that game, in the end of that month, uh, Terry Francona and Theo Epstein had decided that they were done. And eventually, Theo came here. A few years later, Joe came here, and here we are. Texter says, are you really comparing those teams you just listed to this year's Cubs? I'm comparing their situations, sir. Because guess what? Those 2009 Twins were a 500 team one week into September. They were a 500 team. They got hot, and they caught them. A lot of these teams were playing mediocre baseball. Is it Dan Johnson? That's it. Dan Johnson. Game-tying home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. Dan Johnson is the man for the Rays. And then Dan Johnson ended up with the White Sox, and Ed Farmer famously said, he's on the team for next year, about Dan Johnson at one point. And to the texture, anybody else doubting that these Cubs can do what those teams did, right? First of all, many, many of those teams had played much worse baseball than the Cubs have until then. Second of all, Look at the Cubs now. Look what they have now. And I'm not just talking about the last two days. But, of course, the last two days, scoring 31 runs in two games is a, uh, is a delightful thing, as you know. But also, they now have the lineup diversification. They have the lineup diversification that they did not have last year. They did not gain in the off season. They did not have to start the year. They did not have for the whole first half of the season. They truly did not have for the second half of the season. They still didn't really fully have, even when they got Nicholas Castellanos at the deadline and that glorious August after it wasn't complete. Now look what's there. Even without Javier Baez, you know why? Because Nico Horner, as it turns out, at least right now, until this league adjusts to him, and he has to go second level, is that he is a contact guy. He is one of those guys who is not swinging for the fences every time or not utilizing launch angle every time and is a guy looking to make contact and spray the ball around the field. Every once in a while, he homers. Did it yesterday. But 
He is a contact guy. Ben Zobrist is back and here. Zobrist is a contact guy and getting that done. He's a pitches per plate appearance guy, getting that done. Every once in a while, he homers. Like Wasn't he did Zobrist there. on that Rays team, too? In 2011? Absolutely. Yeah. Connections. Camp connections will not be happening today because Chris Camp is working. But look at the diversification of this lineup all of a sudden. The self-proclaimed greatest leadoff hitter of all time, Anthony Rizzo. Just leave him there. They're going to. That's fine. Uh, they're moving other guys around. Schwarber can hit cleanup right now. That's fine. Zobrist, when he's in there, he could hit cleanup too. Or six. You know, they're, they're different things now. Zobrist, you don't have to have a power hitter hitting cleanup. But when you have Rizzo, a legit all-around hitter, as we know, guy who chokes up and changes things situationally. You have Castellanos, who hits the high fastball instead of swinging under it and trying to drive it out of the park. He either hits or does not swing at the high fastball that tantalizes so many of the other power bats. And then you have Horner down in the lineup, in addition to everything else that's there. I am not saying... That what you've watched for these first 147 games of your baseball season, 148 games now of your baseball season, your eyes have not deceived you. The Cubs are what they appear to be, right? They are a above-average team, not truly elite. They're not the Astros. They're not the Dodgers. They're not the Yankees. They're not the Twins. They're not the Braves. Mr. Douglas, you can count on them. They are not those teams. We don't have to pretend they are. You don't have to believe that they are anymore. But there is still enough time, is my point, with giving you all this precedent. There is still enough time with giving you this precedent. And the possibilities of them going on a hot streak right here and having the offense click like this after an inconsistent offense for much of the year it is entirely possible that the offense clicks, not quite like this these last two days, but clicks with some consistency over the final couple of weeks. And the reason I'm comfortable saying that possibility exists is because of the diversification of this lineup. Quality at bats over and over and over again the last two days. Pittsburgh sucks right now, and Pittsburgh is in a non-competitive mode right now. So... You know, you don't want to go over the moon about the 31 runs in two days. But look at the quality of at-bats. Look at the composure and the confidence and the comfort to go into deep at-bats and the success with the bases loaded these past two days and the overall inconsistencies for what should be a better offense. Why not now with 14 days to go? Look, folks, I didn't think I had it in me. If you've been listening all year... You know that that I love being optimistic. I love feeling good about baseball. Um, But I have grown very weary with a lot of things about this roster and been prone to some fatalism that I have not enjoyed in myself and have commented on such. But here we are. It is September 15th, and one more massive rush of baseball optimism has arrived. I didn't know it was coming. I really didn't. There is enough time. Go win this division. It's been done many, many times from this point in the standings, from this point in the year. You got seven with the Cardinals. So go ahead and root for the Brewers today. 
if you want. Or root for the Cardinals. At this point, it doesn't matter. I'm saying it's good. It's good that the Cardinals lost a game in this series and you picked up one. Give yourself less work to do over those final seven and keep the goal as high as possibly can be. Don't concede the division. We'll see what happens. 312-644-6767. I am not trying to get your hopes up, texters. I am merely stating where I actually am, and I am surprised to find myself there. And it feels good, frankly, to find myself there. 6711 is how you text, and you can do it. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Layla Rahimi will be in here at the top of the hour, hoping to talk to Bernie Williams before that. Your phone calls and texts, not merely welcome, but elemental to the very completion of the broadcast along the way. Get involved. It's Hit and Run. It's me, Matt Spiegel. Matt Spiegel 670 on the Twitters is how you can find me. And let's talk right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And Chris drives one in the air. Deep left field. It's got a chance. It's gone. Chris Bryant, a two-run homer to left. Cubs lead 7-1. Here comes the 1-1 to Horner. A swing and a drive to left. Deep. It's got a chance. Gone. Three-run homer, Nico Horner. Cubs lead 13-1. And that's how you fix the beanball. You hit one out of the yard and watch the pitcher's ERA go soaring. Highlights courtesy of 670 to score. With those two home runs, the Cubs went over their record for single season home runs. That's a franchise record for home runs. They catch their total from 2004. Off the top of your head, I'd like you to guess, Adam Stadzinski, producer, as we are here on Hit and Run with me, Matt Spiegel, 670. How many teams this year have established a franchise record for home runs? I'm going to guess, I'm, I'm going to be probably more conservative than I should be, should be. 10? No, that's even it's a little more conservative than that. Six. But there are more on pace to join the list. But that's a lot. That six it's is a lot. A it's quite a bit. I mean, the Twins blew past the all-time record in early September. The Yankees. The the record was set last year by the Yankees, right? Yes. (laughs) And the Twins blew past it. The Yankees, I I believe the Yankees passed their own record now. If not, they'll do it today. They'll probably hit seven today. I mean, I've literally stopped paying attention to some of the home run records because they're absurd. Uh, In fact, I, I believe as I look around for some of the records I stopped paying attention to, that you have uh, 44 players on this year with 30 homers. 1999 had 45 players. The year 2000, the year 2000 had 47 players. Those are the only seasons that have had more players with 30 homers. There's obviously a couple more guys that could get there. We'll probably get over 47. 
And this is not post-expansion. This is just, it's, it's the confluence of launch angle, uh, mediocre pitching, some guys learning to handle velocity better, and an extremely juicy ball because the core is, is well, they're doing, they're doing a better job at centering the pill, according to Rob Manfred. But, yes, uh, some of you are calling and reacting and texting and reacting to my sudden massive rush of baseball optimism uh, optimism that arrived this morning, really yesterday, and I, I didn't know that it was going to come. The bottom of the hour is brought to you by Northwestern Football. Fitz and the Wildcats return to Ryan Field this Saturday when they host Michigan State in the Big Ten opener. Kickoff is set for 11 a.m. Season and single game tickets on sale now at nusports.com. See, here's the thing. Some of you are mischaracterizing my optimism, my comments, or perhaps have not listened to me all year. No, I think you are just, you know. Uh, mischaracterizing it because, frankly, you're used to conversation, sports conversation that is A or B. It is binary in terms of good team, bad team. World Series champ, suck. I mean, they're either great or they're terrible. That's not baseball. No, no, it is not. Because when when this texter says to me at 67011, Matt, you've admittedly fallen for this season-defining win a few times this year. Are you seriously going there again? Um, No, not season-defining. No. A two-week stretch of excellence would help them win the division. But here's the thing. It can be true that the following two things are, are, are true. You ready? Go ahead and get ready to hold these two disparate thoughts in your head at the same time. Because as many have said, that is an example of human intelligence, is being able to hold two disparate thoughts in your head at the same time and not go insane. Here's thought number one. The Cubs are an above average, above mediocre, but not great baseball team. Okay? They're not great. I, I can say that. I believe that. You've shown it. Uh, I mentioned the teams that are over them and past them this year. The Astros, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Yankees, the Twins, the Nationals. Are the Nationals better than the Cubs? You believe that by now? Yeah. Me and Stan from Bellwood had a conversation about a couple weeks ago. I, I, think, I, think he, I think the Nationals are better. I think you can say that. Okay? All of those things are true. You know what's also true? The second statement is that they could absolutely win the division. 100%. And in two weeks, if they win the division, it will not be because they were a consistently great team over 162. It will not be because they got the elite level starting pitching over 162 that they expected to get. I mean, that'll play a role in it. But a hot two-week streak of offense finally showing up that enables them to win the division, it will define what the standings are at the end of the year. But no, it's not going to define the season. One game never defines the season. We reach for it sometimes because we have hours and conversation in between. But this season will be defined in no small part by how frustrating it has been, by how awkward it has been, how disappointing it has been. That has all been true. You've lived it. Nothing is going to take away that time that you spent. Now, if it ends nice... If it ends nice with a division win and a playoff series win or more, obviously, then that will change the way that it is looked back on. 
But, man, they've been frustrating. They are frustrating. But they totally can still win this division. They've got seven games with the Cardinals to go and down three. Text, uh, Matt, I love you, but stop getting my hopes up. Cubs aren't going to have a hot streak like that unless you do pre and post game for the rest of the season. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Been fortunate enough to do pre and post for 13 games this year. The Cubs were 11 and two in those games. Come on. That is not coincidence, people. That they go 11 and two when they happen to see me in the clubhouse three hours before the game. When I happen to be doing post game, they know they want me to have a good post game and they go 11 and two. That's not coincidence. Yes, it is. Another text, uh, keep within two games of the Cardinals, beat them three out of four at home next weekend. Then it's a two-series sprint to the end. As underperforming as the Cubs have been, could you ask for anything better than that? No, you know what? You don't deserve better than that. You don't. They've blown so many chances, so many opportunities. The front office blew so many things in the offseason. Joe Madden has had his issues with an embattled bullpen. So many players have fallen up short in certain situations and failed. No, all of those things are still true. They don't deserve much better than where they are. But somehow, magically, baseball time has given them this extra chance to get in there and get things done. And we'll see if they can. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Uh, Bernie Williams is traveling and has some issues this morning as he travels and no worries. We'll talk to him uh, next week. It, it, it was so great to play with him on Friday. There are stories that we can share, and, uh, and maybe I will. But we'll continue with you at this point. At 312-644-6767. Layla Rahimi from NBC Sports Chicago is in at the top of the hour. Let's go to the phone lines. Daryl's in South Holland. Daryl, you're on with me, Matt Spiegel. It's Hit and Run. What's happening? Good morning, Matt. How are you? I'm good. Hey, I just wanted to say I'm a Chicago sports fan, both Cubs and Sox. And a couple things that we never, never do. We never root for the Detroit Red Wings. We never root for the Packers. And we never root for the Cardinals, bro. No matter what. They'll let us down at the end. They they will win enough games. It'll be harder for us to catch them. And they'll lose just enough games that they'll allow the, um, the Brewers to get close enough to us. So we want them to lose always. Yeah, that, that, that fits for Daryl's narrative. It fits for Daryl's baseball soul. I understand. You do you, Daryl. The good news is, in a shocking development, really, it's still in their hands to do something with. It is still right there in their hands. Now, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Because, look, the Cardinals have the Nationals over the next uh, three games after this series. And that's not going to be easy for them. But don't expect the Reds to just roll over like the Pirates are at this point. No, you're going to have to beat some very, very good pitchers in the Red Series. And this all could go to hell. I admit that this all could go to hell, that this optimism, you will look back on my Sunday morning, September 15th, sudden wave of baseball optimism that the Cubs could still win this division, and you will laugh at me. I am willing to take that risk because the season is a roller coaster. The season is a roller coaster. The game is built on hope. The game is built on, on every day giving you a sense of potential renewal until you're mathematically eliminated. The game is built on every season of hope springing eternal again in March, again 
Even when you know better, you've been beaten down. Go back to your pre-2016 days if you're a Cub fan. Go back to your pre-2005 days if you're a White Sox fan. But every year, the game is built on sucking you back in. And you enjoy it. Don't pretend you don't enjoy it. If you'd rather just watch it as a cynical bastard and expect things to go to hell, you can do that as well. But we probably won't hang out and watch games together. You got two weeks to go. 67011 is how you text us. Uh, Keep bringing those good vibes to the clubhouse, man. The division isn't great, so the Cubs don't have to be great to win it. Ding, ding, MF and ding. It's not great. We thought this was going to be the best division in baseball. It's not. It is maybe the tightest division in baseball. It's awfully tight. But it is not the best division in baseball. What's the best division in baseball? Is it the National League East with the Braves and the Nationals and the Phillies? Probably. Probably. And the Mets as well? Yeah, probably. Some of those teams aren't great either. Thought the Phillies were going to be better than this. But this is not a great division, and you do not have to be great to win it. You just got to be real good when it counts. And amazingly, you've got a chance to be real good right now when it counts. 670, the score is where you are. It is hit and run. Me, Matt Spiegel, is who you're listening to. I'm here with you. Uh, Three games back with 15 days to go. We talk to you continuing on the air. 312-644-6767. Text us at 6711 right here on 670 The Score. It's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. Hit and Run is a baseball show, um, and we do it all year here on The Score. Oftentimes, it has gone away in September when the Bears play Sunday noon games. Amazingly enough, this entire month, the Bears don't play a single Sunday noon game. They don't play a home Sunday noon game until October 27th. Bears play at 3.15 today. That means our Bears pregame will start at 12.30 today on the live stream at 670thescore.com. We have Cubs baseball at 12.45, and that means we have hit and run up until 12.45. So to this texter who says, it's an NFL Sunday, shut the hell up about baseball. Sir, this is not bump and run. This is hit and run. Okay? In hockey season, this is not dump and chase. Baseball. It is not, during basketball season, it is not give and go. That's the name of this show, Hit and Run. So go somewhere else for your football. And then come back at 1230 on the stream, and you can hear Hub Arkish, Olin Krutz, and Patrick Manley. In the meantime, we are talking baseball and, unsurprisingly, talking Cubs who find themselves in it, of course, for the wild card. They are in the second wild card position, a game up on the Brewers. Now only a game and a half back, right, of the Washington Nationals, who continue to lose as well. So... But I'm not giving up the division. I'm not conceding the division. And somehow I, I, I was hit with a massive rush of baseball optimism for these final couple of weeks. And I explained why the lineup that has not been diversified is now much more diversified by the personnel that's there. That's one thing. And, and, and here's the thing. A texture says about that. 
I don't think the Cubs are going to change their philosophy of only caring about launch angle for the last three weeks of the season. Do you really? First of all, there's only two weeks of the season. Second of all, no, I just made the point why the lineup is diversified. I just made the point is because the people are different. The personnel is different. You don't have to wait and, and hope and beg for certain guys to develop and change and become better situational hitters, although that seems to be happening a bit with Kyle Schwarber over these last couple months. You don't have to ask Chris Bryant to be a, a different guy. You can let him be Chris Bryant. If Javier Baez were here, you could have done the same thing. You know why? Because Nicholas Castellanos and Ben Zobrist and Nico Horner are here. Those are different kinds of hitters, folks, and you've seen what they're doing. So the lineup is diversified. This text, I think it would be beneficial if the Cubs don't make the playoffs. It might finally force the front office to do something of substance. I think they still will do something of substance this offseason. They still will. But no, they have to. They have to change things up, especially if they're not going to be able to keep Castellanos because he's going to get big-time Scott Boris money. They'll have to change things up with what they have And that may mean having to trade Bryant or Contreras. And it's brutal to consider, but they might have to do it. And I don't think they're going to be swayed by a two-week run that gets them into the division and gets them into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be swayed by that. I don't think so. Swayed away from the big changes. But then again, I thought changes needed to happen last year in the offseason, and they never did. Not really. Of consequence. They stayed frozen. Tried to coach them up. Didn't happen. This, uh, this text, uh, Speaks, love your weekend shows. Baseball is a game of hope. I was just talking about that, sir. It's interesting. History shows that crazy things can happen. This is the fun of the season being so long, is that there is hope up until the end for good teams. Your optimism is what baseball is all about. See, that's the thing, man. And you can lose sight of it. It's real easy to lose sight of it. But the game is so damn long. That they are not out of it. We have seen crazy things. I gave you many, many examples of said crazy things. We all lived it and watched it in 2011 as things went down the stretch and down the chute for a bunch of teams there. It still can happen. And here's another one. Longtime Cub fan for over 40 years. Remember when I longed for consistent good teams playing for the playoffs each year? I'm enjoying what I can. Now that's beautifully said because guess what? I know the year's been frustrating. It's been maddening. Sometimes it's been fun, but frustrating. Go ahead and enjoy yourself. Invest emotionally. What's the point otherwise? And you still have a chance to invest a little bit emotionally. What what are you going to remember being let down? You've been let down. You still care. You still go to games. You still watch games. Still listen to jamokes like me talk about it. Read stuff. Is that just so you can feel bad and cynical? Ah, go ahead and invest one final time emotionally in this 2016, excuse me, 2019 season. Riles is in Gridley on 670 The Score. What do you say, Riles? Morning, Spigs. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, As a Cardinal fan, I'm moving it up to DEFCON 1 right now. We've got a uh, uh, must game with Waka pitching today. Mm-hmm. Then the next the next three days we've got um, uh, Strasburg, and then we've got their other real good number three starter, and we've got uh, uh, 
who's the one that throws real hard? Uh, uh, Schwarzer. Sure, it's Scherzer. Got- yeah, you, you, you got tough ones. Cubs have tough ones, too, with Cincinnati. So both have tough ones. But, yeah, no, I understand your Cardinals' concern. And here's the thing that people need to understand. Something happened last night. What happened last night, Cardinals fans? John Flaherty got beat. Jack Flaherty, excuse me. John Flaherty is a completely different guy. But Jack Flaherty, the high school teammate of Lucas Giolito and Max Freed, he got beat last night. He struck out 10 people, but he got beat. That dude's been unhittable, unbeatable. He's, um, he's been beaten by the Brewers, though. He entered last night with a 7.11 ERA and four starts against Milwaukee this year. It's amazing. So the Brewers beat him. This is what they do. Flaherty's lost three games since the 7th of July, two of them to the Brewers. But that, that's, that's a big one. And so now here you are. Here you are with opportunities, opportunities still to make up some ground. This texture, no speaks. The Cubs are two games behind the Nationals. Remember Bruce's math lesson about half games. Okay, um, the, Bruce's math lesson yesterday was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And, and I argued about it with him. We argued about a lot of things yesterday. We had a, we had a very enjoyable, surly chemistry with Bruce, which um, and I'll see if he can join us in the noon hour as we approach first pitch uh, over there at Wrigley. But uh, he was saying, for those who didn't hear it, uh, two and a half games, no, that means they're three games back. Disregard the half game. It's all the loss column. That's what matters. They're three games back. Like, well, okay, no, I know the loss column is what matters, but you know what the half game signifies, Bruce, and anybody else? Is that the Cubs have a game in hand, okay? They've played more. So there's going to be an off day that the Cubs have where the Nationals keep playing, and that's when that half game will disappear. This is how standings work. And saying that they're one and a half back reminds you that there is an opportunity for the Cubs to pick up a game when they're not even playing, to have good things happen in the standings when they're not even playing. They'll pick up what's, it's called a half game in the business. 670, the score is uh, where you are. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Spiegel 670. You can find uh, Layla Rahimi on Twitter at Layla Rahimi. That is her innovative Twitter handle, her actual name. And she's going to join me uh, next hour in studio. Looking forward to it. Let's talk some baseball with you, with her. She's guest co-hosting. That means you can call and talk to her, talk at her, ask her questions about Doug Glanville and Ozzie Gian in the studio and Scott Podsednik. Ask her what life is like as a sideline reporter. There's got to be stories that we can hear about, you know, Gatorade showers on Padres players that went horribly awry. There's probably something in Layla's past. We'll talk to her next as we continue on Hit and Run. It's 670 The Score. I'm Matt Spiegel. Keep it right here. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.